Oh man. Hi. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> Good. I'm just, I'm, we were just talking about this, but I'm really happy that neither of us stayed in our hometowns. <laughs> <laughs> really. I'm really happy that we were part of the population that made it out. <laughs> and, and it's not, a, it's not a, it's not a large one from my graduating class anyway. Um, they just made a Facebook group of our 10 year reunion. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Um, I was like, I don't know about this. And then people were like commenting in it and stuff that like people, I totally forgot existed. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Cause like when you're in high school, like that's your whole world, right? Like, so yeah. you're very familiar with everyone. Like it's a big deal. And then as soon as, maybe it's different if you stay where you're from, which obviously neither of us did, you know, but yeah. once you leave and you experience the outside world, it's like high school is a blip on my radar. Like I, I genuinely don't. don't remember much of it. I mean, I like, yeah. I was awake and coherent for all of it, but I don't remember much of it. Me neither, because it's just, I mean, granted our brains were still developing, but at the same time, it's like nothing significant enough happened to me, nor did I hold it in such high regard that like, I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, I remember in high school when we X, Y, and Z, like, I, I don't remember those things. There was this one girl that I was friends with in high school and she she was nice, but she was one of those friends that I was just friends with because it was like a group of friends. Right. So my high school was really big. So like, I couldn't possibly know everybody, but I knew some people and I knew like maybe two thirds, but this group of friends was like six people. And I changed schools my senior year because I have a control problem. And I told my parents, I was like, I want to finish my education in an environment of my choosing. So oh my if God. I'm not David Rose, I don't know who I am. <laughs> but I was like, I, I just really feel like this would be really cathartic and a great journey for me. So I think we should do that. And they were like, okay. So <laughs> changed schools nine times before I graduated. So what's up? So um, stuck. Yeah. Um, but I went to a school where I, I went there in previous grades. So I knew people and then like seeing them grown up and stuff like that. But uh, anyway, this girl I was friends with in high school. She was dating this, like, really short guy who reminded me of, you know, Tyrion from Game of Thrones? <laughs> yes. But, like, less attractive and less funny, but that height. Like, very yeah. short. Whoa. Um, but she was short, too. So it was just, like, midgets dating. Oh, um, and then she was, like, with this guy on and off. And I basically just followed the saga via Instagram. But she went through, like, this whole journey of, like, she looks completely different now. She's probably gained 100 pounds on what she was yeah. in high school. But it, it, I don't know that it's bad. I, I just, it just, she's happy and healthy. You know? Yeah. It just, she just looks drastically different though. Um, and then she's dated, she moved to California on and off. Like How somehow, do you do that? Okay, on and off to California is I think she just followed a guy. I don't think she had a J O B out in California. Oh. I think she just like lived there for what a couple What does Job years. have to do with this story? <laughs> what does the book of Job have to do with it? I'll tell you uh, work. <laughs> Anyway, so I watched her go through like three bad relationships and then get engaged like last year. And it's just so weird because I couldn't help but think like, how weird is the universe? Because she picked a sapphire and my engagement ring is a sapphire. Mm -hmm. And I know that that doesn't seem that like connective, like, okay, like a lot of people have sapphire engagement rings and hers looks very different from mine, but it's still like a weird, like, whoa. Like, is this what my life would be like in an alternate <laughs> We have the same ring. We're the same person. We went to the same high school. We have drastically different type of men and body types and life goals. And yeah, but 
but we're the same. Basically. Oh, we're the same. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of an engagement ring elitist. Um, sorry yeah, to so I do have where like <laughs> has the audacity to ask me to marry them. Um, <laughs> I know what I want and I will not budge. And no, I don't want a colored stone. So don't try it. And also don't try to pull that cubic zirconium with me. I know. Yeah, I, I was the exact same way about diamonds. I hate diamonds. I just like I would never want one. I, I'm not a diamond girl. It would feel like I was wearing someone else's ring. So mm. I knew exactly what I wanted my ring to look like. But for anyone taking notes, you know, Max, um, <laughs> I can help you with Emma's taste in rings should the time arise. Just remember, you want to be married about six months before you get a visa so that they don't think that you're getting married for the visa. Mm, sure. <laughs> Pro tip. <laughs> Well, you know me, just itching to get betrothed immediately. <laughs> I mean, you're joking, but like that's, none of that's ridiculous. <laughs> I, know. I know. Anyway. Hmm. So yeah, high school reunion. Don't know if I'm going to go. Um, I don't know what I would... I mean, I wasn't friends with most of them. So it's like, I guess if you had a large friend group in high school, maybe you would be interested in like going to the reunion because you get to see everyone again. But for me, it's like... I didn't peak. So I want you guys to see that. And that's about <laughs> where it ends for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I know what you mean. There's this, um, boot camp group. Like it's, it's the, yeah, I, have that too. That I went through boot camp with and yeah. they have like a Facebook page yeah. and watching them now. I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> like, it's technically, I don't know. I think it's weird. Like everybody's peak is so different and everybody's like downslope is so different that <laughs> it's just an odd thing to watch. I would never go to my high school reunion, but it's because it would involve me going back to my home state for a prolonged period of time, which I can't abide. I can go for like a week and then I got to go. Why do you have to go longer than a week just for the reunion though? That seems like extensive. I have to see my family. So like you cannot escape from Ohio without shuttling in between like six different groups of relatives and each one needs their own time. And so that's like three days of each family group. It's a whole thing. Um, I texted my dad when I was home for Christmas because like normally this is the only year this past year that we've not done this. I go to his house for Christmas Eve. Like that's been the thing since my parents got divorced, like Christmas Eve at dad's Christmas and mom's like, that's just how it worked. I texted him a day or two before and I was like, Hey, you know, like I'm home until X date. If you guys want to do Christmas Eve and they're like, yeah, we have other plans. And I was like, okay, interesting. But he remembered my birthday this year. So <laughs> if anyone wants to know why I have daddy issues, <laughs> exhibit A. We really do have to do a cult tea episode. Cult tea. Uh, 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 no, because my, my dad was in a cult for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and all of our titles are just going to have the word tea somewhere in there. We're really doing our best, even if it's not a good title. <laughs> we're really trying because we almost called this one going to college as an elderly person tea. <laughs> <laughs> so just just get ready because it might just have literally the word t in it um and it's not that we're giving up it's just there's only so much you can do with the word t listen you know all of da vinci's inventions didn't happen in one year so for this much creativity to be happening consistently you know it's a big push it's it's a lot so we're just trying to space it out let the brilliance grow sprinkle it with water and a little bit of tears we're in like month four and a half now. I know. Isn't that oh. wild? That's so weird. And we have like, I don't even know how many episodes we have. I would have to go and count. I don't want to do that. So, but 
not really my strong suit, but thank you <laughs> so much for offering, but no, um, I'm in a math class now and that's about as much math as I can lend myself to now. So. Two plus two. <laughs> nice. You are so close. <laughs> Um, uh, another reference I have to post. There's like six. Oh, which reminds me, like, I'm going to pause right now and post the things from last week because otherwise I will not do it. I'm telling you, the only way to do it is to do it when we're recording. Right. That worked we so well for it. me last week. Otherwise, we will like, well, let's post that. And then we just don't. So give me like five minutes, then you guys will see the post on the gram of the things that we mentioned. Like, a month on ago. the gram. Okay. If you check the Instagram, you'll now see three posts of things that we referenced today and also a week, maybe two weeks ago. Probably my favorite of those is the not to port a contour one because honestly, it's it's just there's so Iconic. many cool lines. <laughs> I'm a content of wisdom, <laughs> and we're blending. <laughs> it's like it's it's an older video. It's a millennial video, um, popular back in our day, <laughs> which is relevant to today's topic. But I'm just saying it's iconic and it stands the test of time. Much like we do. Truly nasty Gen Zers. We have words for you. So without further ado, we should probably get into the episode. Okay. I am Emma. I am Hannah. In this week's transcontinental tea, the TCT, as the team refers to it, Hannah attempted to do a hand symbol of TCT. (laughs) She's drinking tea. It's cute. Is going to be referred to by the more clever title than what we had originally come up with late to the party (laughs) remember this is in contrast to elderly in college tea (laughs) (laughs) i don't know there's tea there somewhere (laughs) the tea's there and we are going to see it'll just be like dot 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 tea (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally the next title but luckily during our prep time it came to us in a stroke of genius as it always does as it always does because we never start with like that's gonna be our title we're like we need to think of a title and then we sit there for 15 minutes in silence can't think of a title and we're like well whatever well we'll think of it and then as we're talking about something completely irrelevant it comes to us so here we are just a quick disclaimer i feel like maybe 10 minutes my neighbor's child reggie (gasps) throws a very large fit and if any of you can hear the faint baby crying it is not that we have kidnapped a child it is that my neighbors have very thin walls compared to me and therefore that the child is expressing himself verbally uh great 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 reminder that i want to wait a couple years to have kids (laughs) yeah i I was walking the dogs today and you know how i talk to myself all the time and my comment today Mm -hmm. towards myself was i swear someone is paying screaming children to follow me Because my whole life, and Josie, (laughs) are you trying to tell me something? Um, My whole life, and Josie, my friend Josie can attest to this because we used to fly home from California together because we are from the same place and we would just take the same trip together. And there without fail on every flight with me would be a screaming baby. There's, there's never not a screaming child on a flight with me and, or anywhere. There's a newborn that lives above me. That's fun. (laughs) And they're like, it's like. It, it, it reminds me that my uterus is not open for business in anywhere near the near the no, future still like, under construction very far away like i 
We're going for like a warehouse aesthetic with like exposed beams. <laughs> oh, actually, yes. Um, but truly, because it's like, I know that everyone says when it's your kid, it's different, but like some other people's kids just really make me so violently angry. <laughs> I just like to point oh out God. something about your psyche though, that out of all of that, you drew, this is about me and not this is children, <laughs> like just happening in the world. <laughs> like, um, I mean- it is about me. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, I you know, I, I, my best friend, other than Hannah, because she doesn't have babies, uh, <laughs> unless this is something you want to tell me. <laughs> my my second tier <laughs> best friend, you know, we have tiers here. Here's Hannah. Here's Betsy. Betsy has two I'm kids. Top of the cake. <laughs> Hannah is the top of the cake. She's the topper. And then Betsy is the layer of icing. Yeah. Here yeah. we are. She has two children, Owen and Ellie. And I adore them. And I spend a lot of time with them. But I'm always really happy that I get to leave. <laughs> You know, like <laughs> I love babysitting. My favorite part, other than the cuddles, is giving them back. <laughs> Here, bye. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch Owen when he was a baby because Betsy was studying for her master's degree, and he was like obsessed with her because at the time, um, her now ex-wife was deployed, so it was like her by herself. So I would take him on walks and hang out with him and stuff like that. So it was like great, like practice. Then I was like, okay, time for me to go home, <laughs> where it's quiet. <laughs> You can no do whatever cry. I want. I cry. You don't need to cry. <laughs> Why are you screaming? It should be me. Me screaming. I have problems. <laughs> um, Emma always sends this post to me. I think you've sent it like twice now, but I see it on my own feed as well, which is it comes from like 50 different sources, but it's always like a tweet. And it's, I can't believe when people are talking about their husbands, it's so wild. We're children. I'm 29. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> We're babies. <laughs> <laughs> me a 28 year old woman what <laughs> that's married you know what we should do though mm. while we're on the subject of things that are important is go into a tea of the week i love a tea moment all right let's do that okay all right uh Han, why don't you kick us off? Because mine is really sort of related to our topic for the day. Okay. And mine, as per the last 9,000 weeks of lockdown, is boring. And I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I literally do nothing. And this is me coming to you live from the bunker that has <laughs> become my home. So this week, I got a text from a friend of mine. It was actually a Facebook message. I cannot lie to you listeners. It was a Facebook message, not a text. Point was, it was a message. And mm-hmm. he said, do you know anybody who takes good pictures? Um, and I said, yes, I am quite an accomplished photographer myself. I have an iPhone and therefore I can rule the world. No, <laughs> uh, I pointed him to uh, our wedding photographer it was really great. And he's a good friend of ours. So I was like, oh, he does them. And then one other guy that I know. And I didn't, I'm, there, there are a few times that I think I can prove definitively that women are psychic. This is one of those times. Sure. I knew that he was going to propose. Yeah. I didn't need to know what he needed the photographer for. Now you can call that deductive reasoning. I choose to call it psychic. So <laughs> I was like trying not to pry, but you know, I really wanted to pry. So I was like, yeah. is there any special reason you wanted a photographer? And he was like, yeah, you guessed it. I'm like, I knew it! <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, Hannah Holmes on the case. The game is a freaking fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so I gave him the names and I then told my husband, uh, our friend is going to propose. And Luke was like, how do you know that? I just know. 
and propose he did. So two days later, he proposed. Hannah single-handedly made a marriage happen unless it ends in divorce, as Emma pointed out, in which case I am not associated with a success or failure. However, (laughs) it went great. Uh, They went to the place where they had their first date. It was like a river-ish place with a walk about. (laughs) Uh, So they went along the river and they went on the walk and he proposed there and had the photographer take pictures. I will say that maybe I'm just a more paranoid individual but if a man ever takes me back to the spot where we had our first date i'm immediately going to assume that he's planning on proposing to me because it's like i was thinking the other direction like end it where it started <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's cute i love it as a concept but like oh that's awful i have to inform you that this is um not working out but I like imagery in my life <laughs> I wanted to ruin this beautiful spot for you because I am a selfish individual. <laughs> I like taking people on dates here. So I wanted you to associate it. <laughs> this is like my classic first date spot and also my classic breakup spot. It's just mine. It belongs to me. So that's actually kind of ingenious. I won't lie. But <laughs> taking a note. Meanwhile, like that's a great idea. <laughs> that's awful. Why would you do that? That's like, it reminds me of this scene from Always Sunny where the guy is like, that's disgusting. Where? <laughs> literally like (laughs) that's awful where exactly would you tell me that so that i don't go there truly okay Mm, well hannah is the responsible for the love in the world and that's great hang on one second emma's pantomime telling off her dogs (laughs) it's going really well they were having a moment where they were like this is a great time to start barking and i was like conversation and i don't know about you guys i don't just scold my dogs i don't go like just stop it like we have to talk about it like you need to understand why you're wrong i constantly yell at chip i'm like who works for who you work for me <laughs> like, on the walks i'm like marks delivery people <laughs> i do that on walks with them every time when they try to pull me i'm like i'm sorry this is my walk and you're just on it so rude anyway in a completely different direction hard left <laughs> my tea of the week now as everyone knows, I recently turned 28. And if you ask many an individual, this is apparently the same as 50. It's a sad little funeral march for you. Thank you. I am close to death. For, that's, but for other reasons. Nearing the Grim Reaper. <laughs> uh, we're like this. No, so uh, this is, this is, there's two parts to this. The first is that I am in college, which is depressing for many reasons, but... One of the main ones is that my in-person classes, I am forced to face the reality that there are 18-year-olds afoot learning alongside me. And I was in class and there's there's two Gen Z girls in my math class. There's me, there's a 29-year-old woman, there's another veteran, and then there's like a couple of younger guys, but they, are, they don't talk. So the two mm-hmm. girls I noticed were wearing classic Gen Z style clothing. And so I asked them, because recently there's this trend going around uh, on TikTok and other platforms that Gen Z thinks millennials, like the, the sign of being old is threefold. One. <laughs> threefold. <laughs> One, you use the laugh cry emoji. Oh, I love the laugh cry emoji. I know, but apparently it's like, <laughs> you're old. It's like, that's like a, one of the telltale signs too. What do you use if you're laughing really hard and you want to There's like them? a tilted one that they use. There's like the straight oh, like, one. And the like barf one. Like, yeah, yeah so funny. Well, they, they, they go like, ah, all the time. I hate them. I hate whatever. Okay, anyway. Two, you have a side part. 
So Hannah, I regret to inform you. (laughs) And and three, you wear skinny jeans. Also, hey. Now, I would just like to point out, which I did to these girls. I asked them, I was like, so is it true that according to Gen Z, which we may remind you, gained notoriety for eating soap. So maybe we should consider who we're taking advice from. I'm just, I'd just like to point that out. Tide Pods, do you remember that? Yeah. Um, I asked them, is it true that you consider those of us who wear skinny jeans and wear side parts to be old and or out of style? And they're like, oh yeah, absolutely. And I was like, please explain. And they were like, oh, I don't mind if other people do it. I just think it looks good on me. And I'm like, you are trying to be Billie Eilish. I get it. But let me just tell you that everything you're wearing and doing was peak 90s culture. Like you didn't come up with any of this. The 90s have just returned. That's it. Emma's been saying to me for weeks now, Gen Z, where we walked so Gen Z could run. <laughs> we built the playground that they have recess in, okay? Of dreams. <laughs> so I'm just, oh, I'm so bitter about it. I mean, every generation must feel this way as they get older because trends ultimately come back around. So I'm sure that Gen X saw Gen Y doing things. They were like, you're ridiculous. Like we've been doing that for years. And we were like, no, we're like that first. We're so cool. But Gen Z, your time is coming. Let me just tell you. The reckoning. <laughs> So um, the second portion of this to really round out that I am apparently the crypt keeper <laughs> is that I mentioned to someone that I was in the military and I oh, how long? And I was like, oh, nine years. And they were like, oh, so you must be like old. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> do you know that you like, can't wait to put that? <laughs> I was like, okay. I just like to point out that you can join at 17. So uh, 18 no but you can <laughs> like but you didn't <laughs> but I was, I was i was just i just turned 18 and i signed my contract like it was like the day after i turned 18 like blah blah but i think people neglect to think about people in the military joining at a young age like to them i think your mind automatically goes to like oh 20 year vet when you think of someone in the military and when you're not in the military whereas most of us only do one or two contracts and then we're done mm-hmm so I but was like, probably did the math right on your age and we're therefore still calling you. Yeah. Your- yeah. And I told him, I was like, you know, like I don't consider 28 old, but you know, it's okay. If you do, you're 22, I get it. And they were like, oh yeah, 28 is not that old. And I was like, oh my God, what is Gen Z's obsession with age? You know what I'm I saying? It's the same thing that everybody has though. I mean, when I, I remember we were talking about this earlier. I remember when I was a freshman in high school, looking at um seniors they look like huge adults yeah and like now it's like they look like fetuses so (laughs) yeah I mean but like when you're in it obviously like you don't think about that you're just like I'm because like 22 is like very young you know like Max is 23 oh you're Gen Z and he hates it and I'm like no no you're you're no but like actually he is Gen Z you're you're Gen Z I hate to inform you he's like I don't claim them and I'm like you don't have a choice so you were born when you were born uh oh my gosh my husband tried to tell me the other day he was like yeah well even stevens the show that was on in the like early 2000s he's like even stevens was on when we were kids i'm like one we're not the same age two it was on when i was an older like teen yeah so like that's when i watched it so there's no possible way that you and i watched it at the same time because we're two years apart like there's no way there are shows that they've never heard of that I watched as a kid. So well, and he was telling me that his friend, who is twenty one, is the the same age as us, and I'm like, factually incorrect. We are not the same no. age. No, no, we are very far apart in age, actually. Like, 
It's not my fault that I'm elderly. Okay. Hey, I didn't choose to be born in 93. I did not. But let me tell you. I, mean, I would have chosen it because it's a great yes. year to be born. <laughs> really? It's like, it's late enough in the 90s that we're not like completely 90s kids, but we experienced enough of the 90s, you know? So yeah, we got like all of the good parts, basically. Yeah. But now there are people being born who weren't alive when 9-11 happened and that just blows my mind. So yeah, it's gross. Like, I mean, my brother was born after 9-11 happened and he's crazy. graduating from high school right now. Blows my mind. I'm like, who gave you permission, first of all? So anyway, that's my tea. Gen Z, I have a lot of words for you. But keep them because will. we will have a segment coming up that will stick it to the... Gen Z man. Okay, so, yep. Let's have a B moment. Okay. Tell us, Emma. Welcome back to the hive. we are here that's not your phone vibrating that's the bees Emma's bees (laughs) y'all okay that's let's never do that again Uh, (laughs) for that to be a ringtone (laughs) technological overlords that are listening can we do that (laughs) (laughs) can you just like make it appear one day we're like oh my god that's so crazy at google (laughs) Hmm. i know we fired you please don't resent us too much (laughs) please also make us this ringtone (laughs) but then you're refired i hate it then you're refired Okay, in the in the hive this week, mm. um, I had a friend tell me that maybe these lewd messages I'm getting are because of the way I present myself on these apps. And Would you call them a friend. Uh, uh, we have our moments. Like when I was in Georgia, about to leave, he had already moved, but he visited Atlanta, and I went to go see him, and we hung out. So in that way, we're friends. But does he know my deep dark secrets? No. So. Uh, Is he invited to your barn wedding? No. No. <laughs> Mostly because that's not happening and I would rather die. But because no one's invited because it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, February 31st, everyone will see you there. <laughs> Mark down. Circle are all big. <laughs> My color doesn't have that. Well, that just means you're not invited. So. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, anyway, so he made that comment which is problematic for many reasons but I was like okay I'm gonna see if that's true you know so I've had a hinge for a little while which is arguably a more serious app right like people go on there I mean in theory when you compare it to like tinder it's it's a more more serious like what yeah I mean it's so typically there's every app now has a subscription involved like you can only swipe so many times without paying right Hinge is a little more strict about it, but Hinge also lets you filter by preference. So let's say you don't want to see anyone who doesn't have the same faith as you, the same whatever as you, you know? So it's a little more tailored. So don't you have to like ask questions too, or like answer questions? There's prompts. Yeah. So your profile is made up of prompts. So you can't just write a classic bio. You have to be like, you get like a little blue book and you have to write the whole essay. (laughs) And here's like, just a quick sidebar. The thing that drives me the most crazy is when people, there's a problem that says, I'm overly competitive about, and men do this all the time. They say, everything. I guarantee you, you are not overly competitive about everything. Like drinking Diet Coke. 
Are you competitive about that? Yes, I am. We are. Yes. Are they? <laughs> Probably not. I drink none and I drink it so seldomly that it's like I'm in peak Whoa. anti-diet Coke shape. Mm, great. That's still great for you. I drink it like it's water. So I also drink water, but I also drink Diet Coke. Yin so. and yang. <laughs> combination. Anyway, that is just to me such an uncreative and like mundane response that I'm like, I don't even know what to do with that. Like the whole point of having these props is that someone has a, like something to engage with, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, I um, decided to see like, maybe I'll get different kinds of responses with this sort of profile, which is arguably more serious, you know, like there's nothing lewd about it. Um, and I have to tell you that that's not the case, which just proves my point that, uh, men have the audacity regardless. So, and here's, here's an example. That's the other thing you had to post the conversation with the men. Okay, I, I will do after, <laughs> after the bees portion, I will pause and post so that I don't forget to do it. But I matched with this guy. I don't remember his name. Sorry, in advance, Mark. I can't remember. Um. Anyway, we matched and we were chatting, and it was like just a little banter, you know, back and forth, good conversation. And then um, I made a joke about like, oh, I'm just impressed you didn't open with something like crush my head with your thighs because I get that a lot. And this was like well into the conversation. Like that wasn't my opener. This was just something that like I was joking. Jokes that you were making, which led him to do something horrible. I can sense it in my um, So, you know, I was like 10 points to you for not being this kind of person. But then what do you suppose he did, Hannah? Um, he was like, backflip, I am this kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> he said to me, oh no, I'd just rather wear them as earmuffs. I was like, okay, that's what we're doing. (laughs) I see. I see now. Um, I see that now you have the confidence to say something like this to me after 20 minutes of acting like you're a normal human being. Delete. Appreciate. You're no longer speaking. And this is like, this is something that most of them have been doing. You know, like you get on all apps, I think the odd person who doesn't immediately sexualize you. But I'd just like to point out at my friend, my point stands. It does not matter what kind of profile you have. So I think maybe I was in like the grace period of app dating because when I was on apps, I didn't really get these messages very often. I mean, you know what I'm like. I immediately deleted them if I did. But usually I just got like, hey, how's your day going? Good. Yeah. How's your day going? Cool. Well, it was much yeah. different when we started on these apps, right? Like when back in 2016, when I joined these apps initially, it was a totally different experience. But now it's like such a part of mainstream culture. And this is how people are meeting most of the time. Yeah. It, it, it turned from let me try to make a connection to let me try to find someone to have sex with as fast as possible. And I don't know where the shift happened, but unfortunately I have been on it for both. And I can tell you it's crap. It's total trash. So it does not matter doesn't matter as i said before the apps are dark and full of terrors (laughs) my only question for men why and if you are a man and you have input bring it forth i'd love to hear the reasoning the logic in true millennial fashion in 1969 we put a man on the moon why did we stop at one why did we not just send all of them giant airbus at elon musk Make it happen. <laughs> For all the men. We don't need you anymore. Thank you. Well, not all. I'd like mine to stay. 
Um, okay, short list of men that can stay. Teeny tiny. Um, Luke? Yeah. A pre-approved list. <laughs> Max will allow my stepfather, my brothers. Yeah, my dad. Your brother, your dad's. Yeah. That's it. Everyone else get. Yeah, yeah. Our oh. pastors, they can stay too. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, listen. It's time for a Gen Z game. Now, the reason that I postponed this is because it does kind of sort of segue into sip on this segment so you're thinking like hannah there was such a good flow in between the tea of the week don't you worry cats and kittens we're going back so i came up with this little quick six quiz and we're calling it hit it or quit it because we are 90s children and we do what we do so ever change ever (laughs) so i've also i do have seen the criticisms on social media (laughs) Um, i have observed have observed from my high castle that um, there are Gen Zers who are coming for skinny jeans. And at Karen with an O and an E and a Y in her name, who decided that I don't care how old you are, skinny jeans are ugly. Uh, let me tell you this, hunty. Okay. Um, <laughs> wide leg jeans are unattractive and they are cute in like four scenarios. You wearing them with a vintage Adidas top is not one of them. So take your middle part, take your wide leg jeans and get back in your vintage car. Okay. Preach. Um, <laughs> words. I have a lot of words. <laughs> um, but truly all the things that we're going to discuss in this game were things that we wore in the nineties. No, no, no. There are things that some people wore in the nineties. I did not partake in I mean, I was seven by the time the 90s were over. So like, I would say I probably wasn't a huge participant, but at the same time. I still don't partake in any of these, any of mine. I don't know what Emma's are. So the premise is hit means, yes, you love it. Quit means you don't love it or you wouldn't do it. And we've each picked a couple of style trends that we are going to swap back and forth and give our opinions because that's what you come here for. The reality. Which we have no problem giving. So here we go. My first one mom jeans quit for me Doesn't I, work. I hit it i hit it in very specific scenarios i like it on some other people but for me i just i don't like how i look here's my thing i like a boyfriend jean you know where it's still like a pretty slim fit but is like a little looser and i find a lot of parallels between that and the mom jean yeah so for me, I guess that's where I fall on the scale. I would guess I would say a boyfriend jean before I'd say a mom jean, but arguably they are quite similar. Yeah, I have a couple of pairs of boyfriend jeans that I like, but they are too skinny to be a mom jean, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. they're a slender fit, but they're just a bit looser than skinny jeans, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But yeah, next one. You quit. My first one, first one is the crossbody bum bag. Now, if you're thinking... Hannah, I'm from the United States. What does that mean? Well, we wouldn't call them fanny packs here because fanny is a euphemism for a JJ. So but it is a bum bag here. In the States, however, fanny refers to your backside. Yeah. So it's the little like crossbody mini bag satchels that they carry. But it looks like a fanny pack. There's just like a shoulder strap. It, it literally is one. They just put it across their bodies. Okay. I guess quit because it's like, we've been new. I don't know what that means. She says it all the time. Okay, we've been new means like we have known about this. It has been a thing. 
like we been new like I'm but all of these are that what well no, here's so, <laughs> because <sighs> i have I, i'll get into that later okay uh i quit just because i wouldn't wear it in a, a normal way either like i wouldn't wear it across i wouldn't wear it across my waist across my chest like i just wouldn't do that so I don't like anything that I have to strap to myself in any sense of the word. And I definitely don't want a bag that's like sitting in between. It just looks like you I didn't know strap. where it was meant to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> After this movie, I use this flotation device in case of a crash. <laughs> like, Truly. I mean, and in theory, like my mom used fanny packs when I was growing up because that was just like that one. the thing. Yeah. And it, it is convenient, you know, like at amusement parks, like at Disney World no. This. it's like it's right there on your waist and like it doesn't fall off when you're on a ride like I get it but that was for convenience not for fashion so no it was not for fashion it was really not okay my second one is the middle hair part that was my second one I'm glad okay but it's a good discussion to have truly um so I have my hair middle parted just because I have bangs that's the mm-hmm. only reason in all facets of life when I don't have bangs I love a nice deep side part. Flip it over. Mine, I have to quit it, but it's not because I don't like the way it looks. It's because it doesn't work with my face shape. So I've worn a middle part before and I just hate the way it looks on me. Mm -hmm. Like I like a side part. Now I do like a middle side part sometimes where it's like closer to the middle, but it's Mm -hmm. still a side part. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be like a deep, like emo kid side part, but I'm definitely a side part girl. I just, I'm never going to wear a middle part in my hair well my hairdresser one of the elves from lord of the rings (laughs) very very much my hairdresser still asks me like oh which side do you part on so it's like not like it doesn't exist anymore you know it's just hair has some sort of a side part right it's just a natural fall you know like and for some people parting in the middle it creates like bumps and weird shapes in some places because of the way your like follicles grow so yeah it's just my face shape like I just I don't like I don't think it's flattering so I will say that I'm all about preference if you prefer a middle part I personally think that I look fine with the middle part when I have bangs otherwise I feel very much kind of like Adam's family vibes which just for me doesn't really work (laughs) but to each their own I'm just saying side parts are not out and they never will be nope so Gen Z, pack up your middle parts and go back to Hot Topic. Um, <laughs> also, I like to point out that if you look at any photo of like any 90s star ever, they all have not, like, a middle part. So this isn't new. No. <laughs> been new. We've been new. Thank you. Join me. <laughs> okay. So my next your backup? One, the tiny sunglasses. The little oh, I have this one too. <laughs> sunglasses tiny. that people wear on their face. And I think they're so weird, ugly, well, and- they- what are they doing also i get very much so like early 90s like justin timberlake vibes when i see them you know i just functionally don't get them if the point of sunglasses is to block your eyes from the sun and they don't cover your eyes what are you wearing like and they wear them i get like so a popular photo i saw when i was googling mm-hmm. we'll have a talk uh, these things was millie bobby brown at like an award show wearing them mm-hmm. and i was like but it's dark out courtney kardashian wears them all the time this yeah. is a very much like, I understand, like, I don't know if you guys ever heard this, but the sun never sets on a badass was the phrase that we used in the early 2000s when we wore sunglasses inside. And let me just tell you, we were ridiculous. We were wrong. <laughs> the sun has been set. <laughs> the sun sets on everyone. So I have to tell you. It works. <laughs> and also it is just inconvenient. 
when it's, you make it darker for yourself, why would you do that? I don't know. They just look really ridiculous to me. Like posh spice is not still wearing them. And she was like the first person to wear them. So I think if she's retired them, the rest of us should lay them down. <laughs> I mean, if she's, yeah, I would say if you created the trend and you no longer follow it, that is a sign. Yeah. Let, let it go. Let's just Elsa that get it out of here. Let it be. Okay. I had tiny sunglasses, but I luckily have two other backups and between the two, I'm going to go with juicy couture tracksuits. Ooh, good one. Which have made a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Uh, been here for years. I mean, it's, this was like a huge thing in the early 2000s. Like I had everyone originally. I have one still. I do not have them. I let them go a la Elsa many moons ago. Yeah. Uh, I've let all iterations go because there was a period in time where I like let the tracksuit bottoms go, but I kept the top as like nostalgia. But no, all of it's gone. I literally me, just wore it to the gym the other day. So For me, it's a no. I, I just, I don't like matching. Okay, I guess we should point out like, items. I forgot to mention like, hit mom jeans, hit middle part, quit tiny sunglasses for me. Yeah. Uh, quit mom jeans, quit middle part, quit crossbody bags. Oh, quit, quit that. tiny sunglasses. Yes. Okay. JC tracksuits. However, I oh, quit. <laughs> I hit because I still have the top. I have the, mine was never like a matching up and down. Like I didn't have all blue, all black, whatever. Like I have black bottoms and I have a blue top and I got these in like 2013 or something, 2012 maybe. Cause I got them in Los Angeles when we all went with my dad on Rodeo. Like that's where I got it. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm about it. But I would just like to say that we been new. Britney Spears, look at any photo of her from like 2002. What is she wearing? And Paris Hilton. And Paris Hilton. And Nikki and everybody. Every star that ever existed from 2000 to like 2009. I just, I can't, I can't get behind it. I didn't even like it that much when I had it the first time. I mean, velour in general is not a, like a, a material that agrees with me. <laughs> so it's not forgiving. <laughs> I, I, I sweat so much. <laughs> it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't come, it doesn't like, there's no ventilation with like that material. So I'm just like stewing and I'm like, so, so for those of you who don't know, Emma is like a power sweater and like anything she wears, <laughs> she has to like sweat check because yeah. she, what colors can you wear? Like gray. I, I won't wear like, I won't wear like a Heather gray. You won't uh, no, I won't wear red. I won't wear um, white and black are pretty much it. Like that's you could literally just be like low heart rate walking, and she's like pouring with. Why am I? I mean, it's not as bad as Hannah is describing, but it's true. I do sweat quite a bit. I don't know why. I'm like a human furnace. It's like living in the south was such a nightmare for me because I just run hot. So it's perpetual summer there. So I was just constantly in misery. It was awful. It was awful. And even walking the dogs in the snow, like I walk at such a fast rate. Maybe it's because I'm used to dating tall people that like I was like working to keep up with them. So that hasn't left me <laughs> that I sprint walk basically. And I just can't, <sighs> yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. So yes, it's true. I have to wear a material that is very conducive to my body temperature. <laughs> Are you ready for my last one? I'm ready. Short sleeve button down shirts, a la the dads on Full House. Quit. Big quit. Quit, 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 quit it. Quit. What are you doing? They're really ugly and t- 
tying them in half does not make them less ugly. Every 90s sitcom, this was the style. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. Some had sunsets, some had Hawaiian themes, some some were like plaid, some were like flames. They're equally Guy Fieri has called. (laughs) Give them back. (laughs) Bob Saget is naked. (laughs) (laughs) Return them to him immediately. Immediately. Okay, that was Henry Quit. Thanks. Thanks for listening to our opinions. We love you. Love them so much. Mwah. Mwah. All right. Should we sip on this? Um, let's do a sip. Why don't we try that? Let's take a little sip. The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mmm, very delicious. Mmm, mm, very delicious. And it is. It is indeed. So as the title implies, and as we've sort of briefly hinted at. <laughs> I was gonna, are you guys aware? Did you think that? We're going to be talking about late starts. So Emma, what does that mean for us? Like, what are we going to be getting into? Um, I would say that for us, that means that we took a less traditional route into our lives. You know, the typical idea is that you go to your, you know, younger school days, you graduate, and then you go to college straight away or uni, and then you get a job and then you get married. And that is the life that you live. And that's the trend. However, not everyone follows that path. And- for a while that was a taboo concept so so just for context both of us did did time both of us served in the military which we've talked about a little bit before but what that meant for me and i'll let emma tell her story but i definitely could not afford to go to uni uh to go to university full-time i was able to go for like a semester and a half when i graduated high school before I went to boot camp, and I really enjoyed it because it was really just like getting a college experience. Like it wasn't about getting amazing grades. It wasn't to make sure I got these specific courses. It was just doing general requirements. Because in the U.S., it's different from the U.K. So in the U.S., you have to have general education or gen eds, and you have to have so many of them before you can go to your degree-focused classes. And in the U.K., you apply into your college. Mm -hmm. for your degree so it's a three-year degree instead of a Mm four-year anyway so I couldn't afford to go to university full-time and that's why I joined the Navy so that I could get my college education paid for and I got my bachelor's degree when I was still in the Navy and I was doing that full-time while I was working full-time and then I got my master's degree the same way except I was working at a civilian job after I'd left the Navy so both of my degrees have been completed while I've been working and I never really had I mean I had the like I said like the one semester of like a college experience but I was never a full-time student other than that yeah I mean I knew when I turned 18 in my hometown I was like if I go to college I'm going to flunk out like I will not do well I will waste money I just I just knew like I was in a place where I was like I don't want to go to more school right now. Like of all the things I can, th- I just finished school. I don't know what I want to do. You know, like I can't in, in granted, I don't know how it is elsewhere, but here I think that they make students decide at too young of an age, what they want as a career choice. You know, mm-hmm. they start pressing you at like 14, like, Oh, you need to think about this. And I'm like, I'm, I don't even know what I'm going to wear tomorrow. Like <laughs> I'm going to spend an hour agonizing over that. I can't agonize over my future right now too. So I think that's also the point of like 
there being such a harp on gen ed courses here is mm-hmm. that you're meant to sort of be figuring out like what do you enjoy doing what mm-hmm. kind of stuff do you want to pursue so like I get it but I also think it's just a waste of money so I knew I will flunk out but what options do like does that leave me so mm-hmm. at that point my then best friend was joining the military so I went talk to a recruiter and I was like okay free education paycheck I mean that was free money it was not free money um it was, so not free. It was I paid dearly with my emotions so in my I have psychological scars that no time will heal <laughs> I'm still in therapy it's great anyway I wish that I and I've said this before I wish that I had started school earlier in the military but I did accomplish my associates while I was in um I was really close to getting a second associates but I was like one science course off and at that point I had changed career paths I was like I don't know if like I really see a point and using money to do like I think it was like chem two or something like that and I was like I just don't want to so I didn't um and at that point I just transferred my credits over to Fordham where I am now so um now I'm completing my I'm almost done I've got a year left I started as a junior because of how much I got done in the military but you know I'm 28 and it's hard it's sometimes hard to not feel like I'm delayed because the norm the social norm is to have a job by like 23 well, and for me, like I've had a job since I was 15 yeah. and I've been working post Navy the whole time. Like there was never a gap in my work. I, I didn't go back to school full time. Like mm-hmm. you're doing, I went to get a job here in the UK where I wanted to be. Mm, that's what she loves. Uh, it was great. But <laughs> I literally would have worked at Starbucks though. Like I just wanted to be yeah. in the UK. Mm-hmm. But the point is I've been working full time. And I am 27, soon to be 28, and I'm looking at a career transition. Then that's pretty massive, just like what you're saying. Like, I, by the time you're 30, you're thinking I should be really well settled into my career, like I am now in mine. And I should be the person who knows things, or at least midway knows things. And I'm going to retrain to be a psychologist if that's the plan anyway Mm -hmm. and so I go back to being the bottom person who doesn't know anything and who's learning it all for the first time and being 30 and doing that feels somehow like you're saying like delayed or backwards but it isn't it's just so different from the I would call it the Hollywood norm because it's not a global cultural norm but it is the most media portrayed version of this is how your life will go but I mean, I'm married before I'm 30, but that doesn't mean I have my life together. Like we're still figuring stuff out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think just, um, when I'm in an online course, it's definitely not as glaringly obvious to me, but then it was really easy for me to just forget that I was with other people at university with both of my degrees. Cause I was just chugging away at what I was doing. Right. So, yeah. And, and I have, I, I'm glad that I have the experience that I do because while maybe my education is behind quote unquote, what people would consider 28 year olds to be, I have more experience than I think most 28 year olds can say, you know, like nine years, practical Arabic language job experience. So while I might not have a piece of paper that says I wrote X amount of essays, I do have job knowledge that you can't get without doing the job. So in that way, I definitely don't regret my choices, but when I go to class, it's super obvious that I am older than my fellow students, my peers. And it's weird, but it's also like not as weird as I thought it was going to be because we're all yeah. learning the same thing. So like none of us really feel more ahead or behind than anybody else. So I might be older than them 
which is weird. But at the same time, both of us are gaining the same knowledge. So, yeah. And I would say to anybody who's thinking about it, I don't think there's a time that's too late to transition to doing something that you really want to do. Like I get a lot of pushback from not uh, close friends, but from like distant friends and my family because I'm in a well-paying job. Mm -hmm. And for most Americans, for most Westerners, that is the goal. Like find well-paying jobs, stay there until you die. Like that, that's the goal. And for me, it's more so like, I want to make a positive impact. I want Mm -hmm. to be happy going to work and maybe not every day, but some days. Mm -hmm. And that's not true of my current job. And it's not that the employees are bad or like my boss is amazing, but it's not what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to spend over half my life somewhere that I don't want to be. I'm not going to, and maybe it's a millennial concept, you know, do work you love because the boomer philosophy is definitely like get job, provide for family, stay in job until you can't work anymore. I would say to anybody like, do it, take, take the plunge. Like you're going to look back 40 years later, having done this job that you hate or having lived in this place that you can't stand for what? Because you were slightly afraid that you might land on your face. Like all of us are afraid, do it afraid. Like we both moved to drastically different places when we were in our late twenties and I haven't regretted it once. I couldn't imagine. We were just talking about this earlier because we were talking about Emma's high school reunion and just in general, like where we grew up. I couldn't imagine living anywhere but where I do now. Right. And I I was telling Emma because I really want her to move out here. So (laughs) I'm actually hoping to make it just a continental tea, not a transcontinental tea. We'll we'll pretend. I'll just, I'll live in a different house. So it'll be transcontinental. It'll be fine. (laughs) It'll be fine. (laughs) But we'll name my house America. And there's, (laughs) I was telling her though, if I've listened to the people who were telling me, Hannah, you really need to take the stable job in Maryland. You really need to just put your head down and keep working and take the easier job. I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't be married now. I wouldn't be living in my favorite country in the world. I wouldn't have the experiences that I've had. So like, yeah, it is scary, but I, I wouldn't have what I have if I hadn't just stepped over that and done it. And it's not because I'm super special. I think anybody can do it. It just mm-hmm. takes a little bit of gusto, like just ignore the people that are telling you, you can't do it. And if you fail, fail upwards, like learn from it and go do something else that is better than sitting in complacency. There's not a single moment of the day where I'm like, I wish that I had gone to college right out of high school because I just can't imagine that I would be in a better place than I am now. You know, like I don't regret at all who I am, my experiences or anything like that. So while it might not have been the traditional route, I, I think that more people should take that kind of route. Maybe not the way we did it exactly, but maybe stop applying so much, um, pressure to yourself to follow the status quo, you know? I think you also have to decide what's the most important thing to you. And if it's genuinely money, you're always going to be miserable. You're always going to need more. There's always going to be more demands on your time, more demands on your energy. You're always going to need more money for the next thing that you want. And to me, I would rather have a job that I enjoy than make a couple of extra grand a year, because where's it all going? Mm -hmm. Someday, we're going to be dead and we're not taking any of it with us. So the $5,000 that I made more at this job than that job, it doesn't matter. Like all of that time is spent in 
like I come home some days from work so frustrated and it's, it's nobody's fault. It's just, I'm in a career that I don't enjoy. And that's hard. That, that takes a toll on you. And if you push that over years, you're spending years upset for what? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, I'm okay with a short period of time working a job that maybe I'm not super passionate about if it's going to lend itself to getting me to where I want to go. Because I don't, I think it's unrealistic to be like, oh, I'm going to get my dream job. I mean, no one gets their dream job immediately. No. Like nobody, like that just doesn't happen. You pay your dues. And, and I don't, I'm definitely not saying quit any job that makes you unhappy, but I am saying don't dedicate your life to a career that you can't stand. There is this right now, especially I see this a lot with like the Gen Z generation um, was a little redundant. The Gen Z years, the generation, the generation Z generation. Um, <laughs> how do you know that you're not Gen Z? <laughs> you're literally becoming an Alzheimer's patient because you're so old. Immediately, <laughs> no. Their lives are so documented on social media. Everything they do, like we had social media. Don't get me wrong, but thank God we didn't have TikTok when we were growing up. Because God, what what a life that would have been. And it's exhausting now, like thinking about social media. But imagine growing up in that environment. <laughs> but in general, I would say like the like an average yeah, for sure. like. But imagine growing up in a world where like everyone has their phone out and they're filming every single thing all the time. All you're walking through your school hallway and it's just like filming, 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 filming. Can you imagine like how insecure that would make you? Yeah. I used yeah. to do youth mentorship and one of the kids that I, I still know him, he goes to our church still. Um, but one of the kids that I used to talk to all the time, he is like obsessed with American culture. So he always does like a fake American accent and he like, and he's hilarious. But he was saying to me that he liked this girl and he was trying to tell me about it. And I was telling him, I'm like, but you're not, you're not letting her into that authentic part of yourself. You're putting on in the same way that you'd put on for an Instagram reel yeah. or that you're, you're putting on for social media. Like you have to let someone get to know the genuine you. And I think that's the real risk that Gen Z runs is they have so many hours and years tied into creating this persona that they almost lose a part of themselves yeah. from being their authentic selves. Cause even if you're filming your authentic self, there's a part of you that's not, you can't let everybody in because you'd get hurt. So you have to create this aesthetic, this idea of who you are. Mm-hmm. And then how, how do you be, how do you become your authentic self in that environment? I just, I would never want that. And now they have this like I mean, granted, influencers have been around for a long time, you know, like, and we have our own opinions on that. But there's this idea now that that's a viable career choice. And people are saying in that generation, like, I want to be an influencer. And it's like, what can you contribute? That's my question, because all of them are the same. So what makes you different from X, Y, and Z influencer? You know, like, what kind of life is that? You want to just, I don't know, pretend that you take these lavish, for what? You know, like, it frustrates me because I, I want to see good come into the world. And I just don't see how being an influencer can really do that in the long run. Like it's not, it's not a long-term career decision. So aside from that, it's just really myopic. Like you get your whole life focused on this tiny brick that you carry around in your pocket yeah. and you completely lose sight of what's going on in the world, the people around you, just real life. I, I think there's such a virtual reality of social media. And I think if you spend all of your energy and your time building up your profile there and living your life there, you're missing so much that's going on around you in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think overall, just like what we're trying to say to you, dear listeners, whatever your age may be, whatever your experience may be that it's okay to go at a pace that might not match your neighbors. 
And if you are contemplating a big move, I say, do it, do it, you know, because you could spend however long saying there's going to always be a reason to not do it, you know? Well, it's the same thing I said to Emma about me moving to Europe. I can't tell, I I literally cannot count how many people told me not to do it, not to do it. It's a huge risk. You don't know what's going to happen. It's too expensive over there. You're never going to make it. You're never going to find a job to support yourself. You're never going to make any friends. You're going to end up back at home worse than when you left. I'm still here, honey. So do it, like do whatever it is that is your dream and chase it. And you know what? Like, I think those desires are put in your heart for a purpose. And I think that you not going after them is shutting out a light from part of the world that should be shining. And it might sound a little philosophy-y, but I just for the soul. (laughs) It's very chicken noodle soup for the soul. But but it's true. Like there are people that are meant to do certain things. Right. And if you feel such a calling to something, if you feel such a pull to a career or to a location, you not going to me is putting that light out. Right. And, you know, I will say that when you start doing things that are now granted, I believe in free will. So, you know, I'm not sure that supposed to be is a phrase that I would use lightly, but when I started making moves towards moving to Brooklyn, everything fell into place. There was nothing that like was left to chance or question. Like everything was happening the way it was supposed to be happening. And I didn't have that experience when I was trying to do other things, you know? Yeah. And I'm in no way saying that you don't have free will. But I don't think free will and destiny are mutually exclusive. Sure. But we could have a deeper philosophical chat on <laughs> you that. Talk about that one. Let us know. <laughs> but truly, like I said, there's always going to be a reason not to do it. It's okay to not be in the place that you're quote unquote supposed to be when you're insert age here. Because as the generations get older, these things are happening later and later. And we see that evidence, at least with me, like my mom was married and had kids by 27 you know, and I'm 28 now, unmarried, no kids, you know, like it just changes as you grow. So don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. You shouldn't feel bad. Nope. Uh, Any other comments on that hand? No, I think that's mostly it. I think the, uh, the only thing I would say in terms of education, if you don't have a degree and you're interested in getting one, this is not to say that you need a degree, but if you're interested in getting one, it's never too late to get your education. And I would really recommend pursuing education in whatever form that takes you. So if that's like you taking a YouTube course, that's fine. If that's you taking a college course or getting a degree, that's great. I just think there's so many people who wish that they had education and there's so many places in the world where education is such a privilege and it shouldn't be, it should just be accessible. So I would encourage you to get whatever education you're craving, even if it is a little bit difficult with your life, because Trust me, I get it. Working full-time and going to uni full-time was a long year and a long couple years for my bachelor, but it it worked out amazingly and I wouldn't trade it. Yeah. I have a woman in my class. She's 29 now. And she said, you know, I started college when I was young, right out of high school and just life happened. So I had to stop, you know, and that in, she said it was so hard to come back, but I had to just look at myself and say like, if not now, then when? You know, yeah. like life is always going to have curveballs for you. Life is never easy. If it's worthwhile, it's not easy in my opinion. And so and not just with education, but with any facet of life, there will always be a reason not to do it, ignore it, do it anyway. And you won't regret it because at least, you know, that you, you did your due diligence and tried. Yep. hundred percent. So, okay. 
Super, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this little party. <laughs> on this party. Gen Z, I don't hate you, but I'm not old. If you ever call me old again, I'm throwing hands. <laughs> Gen Z, I also don't hate you. And I wish you well with your mom jeans and your tiny sunglasses. I'm Hannah. I am Emma. Oh, that's the tea.